All right. Hey there. Hello. It's Wednesday. It's June the 14th when we're recording this. You might be hearing it, though, whenever. This could be a recording found in a million years by alien archaeologists, <laughs> for all we know. And if they, if it is, then hope you're having a good day or a good day right now. Either way. Works and if and if it is, I hope you can understand English, because otherwise we just sound like a wacky like that. We'll do a version in Spanish, so we have sort of a Rosetta yes. Stone for them. Sure, to sure, to. sure. I don't really know French, so I'm lost. That's lost on me. But <laughs> okay, you know. that'll be just fine. It's Wes. It's Sid. Drake's not here, so it's the two of us. And like yesterday, I am starting this thing off with some exquisite and happy breaking news that is sure to change everyone's lives just as much as the monster cereal did yesterday are you ready yes okay <laughs> i'm holding wait wait okay i'm sitting down all right i'm relaxed okay. i have my coffee and baileys i'm kidding i have no baileys all right go ahead well yeah set that down so you don't spill it when you hear this extraordinary news that hot dogs are dead long live the spiral hot dog uh-uh <laughs> No. <laughs> the no. tweet says, quote, big things are happening in the hot dog space. I did not know there was a hot dog space. I guess there is. This story from Insider is all about this uh, TikTok foodie named Carolina Gellin. Oh, yeah. She put a uh, tutorial up on how to make what she calls spiral hot dogs. And what? yeah, see, I, this was one of those things I thought it's the hot dog. Why, why do you want to bother trying to just cook it, eat it, you know, chop it up and put it in some beans or macaroni and cheese or something, or put it in a bun, a bun and bun pour maybe, chili like of it. Every person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm getting Wes. I can guess, but I want to hear what she, yeah. how so, she does it. Well, what what she does is she says this technique gives you more surface area for caramelization, for flavor, and for more fun, she says, by which I think translates to toppings. So what she does is she puts a skewer through each hot dog before she cooks it, slices okay. each one at a 45-degree angle from top to bottom, pulls the skewer out, and the thing kind of unravels into like a slinky kind of hot dog like a, a helix or something so, so oh okay so she kind of goes around and around it so it's yeah. like a spiral thing that comes out of your ballpoint pen there or you go your, yeah your okay old telephone cord <laughs> there you go or, okay. yeah, exactly <laughs> And then there's a shot of her you know, cooking this thing, and she shows how it has more surface area to get that caked over, you know, car caramelized, she says. Sure. You know, all, because there's more surface area. And also, when it's open like that, there's more little divots in the hot dog for all your toppings to get in and fill. Mm, true and not so, slide off exactly so you know this my first my knee-jerk reaction was this is a spiral hot dog who are they kidding but it looking at it because there's video included well it's tiktok so of course there's video included yeah. and the um it, it's ex just like she says when you when you put it on the bun there's all these you know, places for the, every the ketchup the mayo the mustard or whatever else people put on hot dogs or you know if you do the chili cheese dog thing there's a lot more space for the chili and the cheese to go in too yeah, yeah. so it's it it makes sense the downside of course is you have to put the skewer through and you have to go through the process of cutting this thing at 45 well, degrees angle and not slicing right through it too well i think that well two things you don't have to put the if you put it on a like cutting board so it's not sliding around right. before you cook it and you have a sharp enough knife and you're careful and you roll it and let the knife careful. go a certain way and you know from from one end to the other as you're rolling it on the uh, cutting board yeah there you go there the spiral is in it what i do what i already i don't cook it that oh. way but i might start if i okay. ever eat a hot dog um but did you get the, do you know what i mean no no i, I can picture that yeah. you know, my, yeah and my knee jerk again is that seems like an awful lot of trouble to have to do to each and every hot dog but keep going I've, I've something <laughs> what do you else eat 10 west anyway um <laughs> no i already if i ever eat hot dogs which is rare but i like uh with melted cheese in them 
So when when mine's done, I put it in the bun, and then I, if I have a bun, and then I cut it not all the way in half, but where it's just open, like a long ways, and put oh, yeah. the cheese and put the cheese in there so it melts, like shredded cheese, so it melts. Sure. See, now that that's a lot faster, and it does give mm -hmm. you a space for the cheese in your case, or whatever other condiment mm -hmm. you want to put in there. So that's a great idea. But what I think, I, I what I I would try this if I didn't have to be the one doing the cutting on it. If some, are you bad at cutting? No, I just don't want to bother. <laughs> if it's oh, if gosh. I'm eating a hot dog, I am not interested in spending a lot of time <laughs> in prep and cooking. If I'm going to spend time in prep and cooking, I'm going to have something more substantial and interesting than a hot dog. Like but, a steak? <laughs> sure. Let's go yeah. Let's go with that. Like, yeah. Today for lunch, every day. And But if some you know, enterprising entrepreneur started manufacturing these and I could just get a package of them cut like that, I'd give that a try. Easy. Well, <laughs> it. First, yeah, yeah, but but it's it's just too it's too easy. It's you're lazy. And 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 number two, what do you like on your hot dogs? You know, that's the I'm other just thing. Curious. I I either want a lot of chili and cheese, or I just want a little bit of mustard. Either way. Wow, I've never done chili on a hot dog in my life. Oh, it's so good. I don't. I just. Uh, I think it's so good. I don't know. I know people like that. I and, will do mustard. When I was little, though, I would only do ketchup. Yeah, and sometimes I still do that, which it's well, my kid thinks I'm crazy, probably. <laughs> well, I he mean, puts freaking Chick Fil A sauce will, on other things. That so will get you burned as a witch in some parts of this country. So, but probably, probably. But, uh, <laughs> but so, and I, I, it's not that I'm lazy. It's just that there's for <laughs> if I'm to the point where I'm hungry enough that I want a hot dog, and I'm not out someplace to buy one, then yeah. I'm. That means that I'm I'm hungry now, and I don't want to spend the time. Well, that's to true. Prep that's and so true. forth, because it's quick. Yeah, it's quick. It's easy. That's the advantage of having hot dogs in your refrigerator yes. is that they are are just quick to as a go to sort of thing or brats or whatever else. Because this would work for anything that's yeah, in that general so sort of shape, and make your yeah. own joke there if you want to. But <laughs> so. But so spiral hot dogs, if if I saw them on a grocery store shelf, I would definitely buy it just to try to see if it works in real life as well as it does on this this TikTok thing. Yeah. Well, if we ever buy hot dogs again, or maybe I'll try to do it to my brat, because sometimes we will get brats or some kind of smoked sausage and yeah. throw it on oh, the yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it. Okay, perfect. And tell you that you need to try it and stop <laughs> being lazy and cut your... No, I'm kidding. Cut um, my own hot dog. Okay. Cut your own darn hot dog. Um, records were broken the other night. Um, I know that you uh, did not watch uh, any basketball this year, Wesley. You were. Uh, wow, what a soothsayer you are. I know, I know. But, you know, we talked about, we talked about, did you ever see the, the Conor McGregor punching the, uh, the heat mascot? No, no, I did not get to that yesterday. Uh, I put that on our Twitter page, but anyway. Um it's, and I think somebody texted. Uh, it's it's. I'm surprised he didn't spray that the spray on him because that was the, that was the whole prank is is him like touting some pain right. relieving spray or whatever. And he did. He like held it above his face or his mascot head and sprayed it in the air. Except but it anyway. was accidentally mace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they dragged him off, not moving. So he yeah. Anyway, I mean it. Yeah, plan a little better when you're doing a, a prank. But anyway. Um, so the guy who got the uh, NBA, uh, the the MVP award on the Nuggets after they beat the Heat and won the whole thing is from Serbia. And okay. um, Nikola uh, Jokic, Jokic, I think it's Jokic. Anyway, his family was there. It was cool. Um, and he is, the, like, this is history on a number of levels because he's just the fifth internationally born player to win the finals MVP award. The sixth guy, now the sixth guy was born outside of the U.S., but in the Virgin Islands. So... Um, he's the sixth different player also to be named finals MVP in the last six seasons. This is the first six season stretch with, you know, six different in finals MVP award winners since the 0409 seasons, which is kind of odd too. And apparently he is a total class act because my husband said, all he, he sends, spends all, I mean, he sends all his money back home to his family in Serbia. Well, that's that's nice. what he does. That's what he does. Very sweet. And I saw a uh, 
uh, highlight at the end, I didn't watch the, the, all the awards ceremony at the end or anything, but he went down the line and congratulated and shook hands and like hugged every single Heat player before he celebrated the Nuggets championship. Very, well, very, yeah, that is classy. Good for very him. Very classy. Very classy. And uh, and then there was a meme. <laughs> oh, good. There was a meme because there were a few. Oh God, I got to sneeze. There were a few um, news reports that just talked about he him wanting to go home. Dang it, I got to sneeze. Well, just go uh, ahead and sneeze. We'll just you know, edit this out in post. <laughs> sure, why not? Okay, there we go. All right. Um, there were a few news. <laughs> um, right, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me. About how he just how he wanted to go home, and so there was a kind of a meme, and it says it said. Now picture this. He's from Serbia, right? Right. So the meme, the meme is just his face, and it's and it says, "When is parade? I just want to go home." No, <laughs> <laughs> well. So anyway, okay. but good for well, them. Good. Yeah, that's it's, great. That's nice to see sportsmanship for a change. Yes, yes, and the first time in the Nuggets' forty-seven seasons to win it. So, congrats all around. So he doesn't have an inner critic, or he's learned how to uh, make his silence and work for him. See how I deftly segued from that into the next story that I've got over here? Uh, Just, yes, was, I do. They can't see your stories, but, but I, I can. I've got it right here, yes. <laughs> so uh, I found this one, How to Silence Your Inner Critic, because I don't know about you. I've got a big inner critic, and it criticizes me all the time, and that's why I go back and do the same thing several several times and before finally not not so much finishing things as just saying okay yeah. just go you're taking it yeah I think everybody or, does I, yeah so <laughs> this uh, story talks about this uh, guy named Adia probably not his real name and he had almost crippling anxiety about the things he would he would do and make and uh, his work and so he was in therapy in the, for this, and his therapist told him this exercise to just address the rage that had been part of his 47 years of life and said that if he followed through with this exercise, his inner critic problem is going to improve so long as he, he would do this. And here's the deal. Whenever he catches himself having a negative self-talk, that's the inner critic coming up. No, this is no oh, good. Yeah. No, you don't know what you're doing. No, how did you even get this job sort of thing? Yeah. He would have to stop whatever he's doing, whatever, you know, if he had just messed up something, stop that task, and then pretend that it was actually a good friend of his who had just messed this thing up and replace this inner critic self-talk by talking out loud as if he's talking to his friend as if he were right there. And oh, yeah, wow. and as part of the therapy work, he would record the conversation mm -hmm. on his phone, send okay. it to his therapist. And what he was doing almost immediately was speaking in a kinder, friendlier way to his bud who just screwed this thing up, saying, no, it's no big deal. Everyone screws this stuff up. You just, just go back. It's an easy fix. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way his inner critic was talking to him. So he would do this four or five times a day over a course of months. And wow. now he says he doesn't even remember how his inner critic sounds anymore because oh, he, he hasn't okay. been hearing cool. it. And the way this works, according to this uh, story, the trick has to do with the brain's ability to changing... Uh, how it talks to itself it's it's the, it's all about the neuroplasticity of the brain the how the neural networks in your head can change and adapt through your life and a lot of people who have toxic inner monologues lack empathy for themselves but still have it for other people so you've got to hack your brain into talking to yourself in the same kind of way that you would talk to your friends who have done something messed something up uh, or and are still trying and yeah. that has helped him undo what it says 47 years of inner toxic monologues that's interesting and clever i yeah. you know if you can if you can do that i mean i, I guess it's it, it may be easier said than done but that's yeah i mean huh. it, it's it's work because you've got however yeah. long you've been alive that many years of habits of being critical on yourself, sometimes yeah. hypercritical on yourself. And so this exercise can, uh, it says here, un undo that. It worked for him. It makes sense because you're p 
pushing your brain out of its normal routine and that's always work but the idea is you just talk to yourself differently and that helps start you think about it differently and I guess eventually you can get to the point where you screw something up it's like crap okay back here we go again yeah 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 yeah. so so when when his inner critic is like trying to come out he acts like that is the friend he's talking to right kind of he's trying to silence that inner critic that's toxic completely yeah yeah and by sort of taking himself out of being the one who did the screw up and looking at it from a maybe a more uh less less involved i don't know by looking at it as if it were someone else. I'm looking at it from the outside. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get to. Okay. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah. Then that way he, he's, he's just being kinder to himself. And it's just a process where he had to get there. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. I mean, you're your own worst critic. So. <laughs> yes. I mean. Because <laughs> if you're not, then you might want to look up what a narcissist is. Yeah. Exactly. So. Exactly. So there we well, go. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I wanted to throw that out there because you know, this is something that I can keep in mind, and I so just do that, and don't be so hard on yourself. All right. 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 And can you remember things? I uh, lots of oh, no. times I'll put. Uh, I know. No, I can't. Oh gosh, <laughs> I just saw a picture. This is hilarious. Um. Anyway. The uh, I, a lot of times I put I put uh, Facebook posts up trying to make people remember things. What's the first you know concert you went to? What's right. the first um, band you liked? What's the uh, you know something like that? What's the first car you had? Um, I think I did that. You I know what you're onto. Oh, I just figured it out. You've been doing this for a couple of years now, and I know what you were doing. You devious, clever woman. Am I trying to uh, steal people's? Um, Ye- Find out people's uh, personal yes. info. <laughs> yes, the answer, the answers to their security questions. That's what you you're know, doing. Uh, you've got a gigantic <laughs> spreadsheet somewhere on that yeah. computer there, where you've got all these people's Facebook IDs and and all their answers to these questions. And at some point, you're going to go into their bank accounts and rob them blind. <laughs> you are horrible, evil, and I want half. Yep, <laughs> because people's Facebook passwords are the same as their bank accounts. Well, no, but see, and that's, now that's about the, ten that, people right now are going, "Oh crap!" That's is. that's their security questions. Oh, <laughs> no. yeah. So, you know, literally though, did you see the post the other day uh, that was what was the first dog breed that you ever had? And no, what the the, the name and dog breed of the first dog you ever uh, see, owned? There you go, common and security question. People, what was the name yeah. of your first pet? Three or four people said that. You're not getting my. Kidding, <laughs> <laughs> but. Anyway, that, I didn't even think about that. That's funny. Uh, but this one I did. What's the first album you ever bought with your own money? Okay, yeah. And I was trying to think, and I'll read I'll read some people's uh, answers first before I think of what mine was. Because I know the first album I ever like got as a present. I'm not sure if I know the first one I bought with my own money. But um, Denise says, Cameron, which album? But it was Three Dog Night. Nice, Okay. okay. Daniel, Quiet Riot, Mental Health. It was 1983, and I was 11 years old, and my mom took me to the record store. Well, God, okay, I you know, memory, 11 years old. I can I can see that. That was largely the target audience, wasn't it? I guess, yeah. Uh, Becky says the Monkees' headquarters at Southland Mall. My husband's first was more of the Monkees. Okay. What so. what is is headquarters? A store? I, I, I don't know. I don't is, remember. Is that a monkey's album? Now I must know. I got, oh God, my search history is going to have monkey's albums on it. Let's see. That's not so bad, really. Yeah. Monkey's discography. Oh, wait a minute. Or is that the name of the uh, monkey's album? Headquarters. I don't know. I don't uh, know headquarters, albums. 1967. Oh, wow. So they must have been like two years old when they did that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. Barbara says Navy Blue by Diane Renee. Wow, I don't know I her don't know at all. Is. Diane Renee. I have to look her up. So long as I've got this up. Okay, Wesley. Go for it. Diane Renee. Diane Renee? R E N A Y. R E N A Y. So I'll probably set her wrong. Okay. There she is. 
Who is An she? American pop singer, best known for her 1964 hit, Navy Blue. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know that. Uh, Terry says, Boz Skaggs, Silk Degrees, at the Walmart in Blytheville, Arkansas. One of my favorites <laughs> to this day, and I love the cover, too. That's a, that's a good choice. Good, good pick. Mm-hmm. Mary says, Queen, News of the World. Nice, also. Wendy says, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, the first album she ever bought with her own money. Um. Mm. Okay. Neil, Neil, Neilan says Kiss the three album set originals yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> I agree with that I Andrew's, Andrew uh, first bought with his own money Led Zeppelin 2 nice also That's Deb cool. says Peter Frampton she doesn't say which album but I guess there's a subtitle <laughs> okay like, right I, I, I don't know or we're just supposed to default to if it's Peter Frampton it's, <laughs> it's going to be the uh, live album um, and if Drake was here, he'd be like, not Frampton comes alive. No, that sucks. And that wasn't um, so live. That was so overdubbed. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's uh, not wrong, but. Uh. Yeah. I didn't know that because I was a kid when it came out. Uh, Fawn says the Eagles greatest hits. Okay. Good choice. All right, were, that's a yes, good one. Anita, it, Anita says it was a 45 journeys open arms, LOL. <laughs> All right. Off the days of the 45 records. I still have some. Ed got the Beatles' White Album, the first album that he bought with his own money. Oh, good choice. Nice. David says Jackal, with a laughing face. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, how he doesn't say how old he was, though. What was the, uh, what was the freaking uh, Chainsaw song or some crap? What oh, was that? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> God, I don't know how do I remember that. Alicia got Led Zeppelin 4. Another good choice. A couple of people, Roddy and Dick, Iron Butterfly, and Agata DeVita. Man, I wish I, I wish more people had said how old they were when they got these things. Because that, that's just as interesting. I thought they might. Because what, what I was thinking with the, the woman who said uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, is like, did you get it when it was new? Or is that something that you had been wanting to get for a while and you were 15 and you got it in you know, 1992? Right, right. Because some people on here, well, yeah, we don't know how old our listeners are, so... Um, Mary says Footloose soundtrack on cassette. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I that. Boy, that song. God. man, though, that was a huge, huge album. William says Neil Young Harvest, the first album he bought with his own money. All right. Wade says Journey Escape. That was the that was my favorite Journey album. But I, I guess I, I know I bought it because I had it. I mean, I, right. I, I guess I don't know if my mom... But, you know, before you have a job and you're getting albums, like, where did the money come from? Well, your allowance, allowances, I guess. Allowances, yeah, you got to save it up. Here. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Cutting grass. Um, yep, or just doing your chores and doing the freaking dishes that when I was 12. <laughs> you can't go anywhere until you do the dishes. And, ah! and Sid is still bitter about that. I still that. hate it. And that's why so, she eats off paper plates every day. Sometimes we use paper plates. Hey, I recycle them, though. Uh, if they're not messy and you can rinse it off, man, that's going in the recycle bin with all the cans. Because <laughs> okay. I'm that way. Um, no, but I. So you're I still tell, cleaning the dishes. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I tell my husband though, like he doesn't mind unloading the dishwasher. I can't stand unloading. I don't mind loading at all. It's quick. It's right there. Sink to dishwasher. Unloading, you got to freaking walk around. You got to dry the stuff, especially the plastic stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And you got to walk around and put it up. Nope. So he unloads and I loads. Okay. And I load. Um, first album you bought with your own money. Norman says, On Stage 1970 Elvis. Okay. Awesome. Gloria says, Elton John Elvis. 1970. Okay. I don't know what's on that one. The, I'd have to look. I can't remember, but I'm that sure was. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Oh, man. Now I've got to find out to the weekend. Well, Leanne says, Sticks, Pieces of Eight. I, rem I remember that, but I didn't have that. I had Paradise Theater. Yeah, that one, that came out... Which was later, two right? Two years later. Uh, yeah. I wore that thing out, man. <laughs> I wore that thing out. And freaking Ario Speedwagon. What was that? High Infidelity. I wore that thing out, too. Oh, my God. And Billy Squire. Drake will make fun of me. And Billy Squire, um, what was the the black album with him sitting there? Uh, emotions? Oh. No. Tell of the tape or something. I wore that thing out too. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm, if I could spell Elton John correctly, Elton I would have John, had an 1970. While you're looking, oh, Brian he says recorded. Def yeah, he uh, first time. Oh, that's not it. Go, keep going. I'm oh. going to solve this, or or while you're looking, we're just going to uh, yeah. 
listen to me type all day. I remember listening to this one in like sixth or seventh grade at my friend's house because her dad had Billy Joel glass houses. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was, was so good. Melissa, thank you. Okay. By 1970, okay. she probably means the 171170 album, which was his fifth oh. one. That's the one that I thought it was. I couldn't remember the exact title of it, but he recorded it live and in front oh. of a crowd. So Okay. All right. Uh, Brian, Def Leppard Pyromania. Probably would be okay. my husband's answer, too, when he was in, like, seventh grade. Or yeah. Sixth, I don't know. Um Mary says Dan Fogelberg, but she doesn't say what album, but I mean, maybe the self-titled. Um, ooh, Suzanne got the soundtrack to the rock opera Tommy by The Who as her first album with her own money. So awesome. Uh, not, not the album, but the soundtrack, which is a different thing. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, which is which is fine. I've Yeah. I've got that, too, and uh, I... I liked that better because of the different voices singing the different parts. Yes, true. And the original and, album, great as it is, you know, the members of the band are all playing, you know, singing the, the, the song, parts, yeah. and it true. just can throw you off if you're not following along with the lyric sheet that, uh, oh, it, Pete Townsend is singing from the mom's point of view at this point. Yeah, that, no, I'd rather have the soundtrack, too. And I, and I didn't even remember until... Poor Tina Turner passed away the other day that she was the acid queen. Yes, she was. Man. Anyway, um, the first album you bought with your own money. Terry says, License to Ill, the Beastie Boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a good one. Um, Brian says, Tales of Mystery and Imagination, Edgar Allan Poe, Alan Parsons Project from Record Go Round. There you go. That's sad. Huh. Record arty. Go Round. No, the record bar was in the Mall of Memphis where my friend Ken worked. Oh, okay. Record Go Round. Or merry-go-round, a record-go-round. I don't know. Um, and then there was Sound Warehouse on Poplar, right? right. Poplar near Perkins. Yeah, yep. love that. Um, Mike Gar Mike says the first Beatles album, Meet the Beatles, is the first one he bought with his own money. Now, again, this Laura is something I would love to know if he bought it new or if he bought it when he was 25 and in, in 1980. Or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Laurie, uh, same thing. Denise, Journey Frontiers. Also good, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Terry just says Boston. I don't... Boston's well, there's first a Boston, album, Boston. yeah. Yes, Boston's first album. Um, Sydney says Deep Purple Smoke on the Water at Cress's in Laurelwood Shopping Center. I don't remember a Cress's in Laurelwood Shopping Center. Hmm. hmm. Wow. When I was but first, I didn't live far from there. Yeah. When I was first buying records, I didn't live anywhere near the Laurelwood Shopping Center, so... Yeah, we... Well, we would... Uh, yeah? Where'd we'd, you go? We'd go to... We'd, well, we'd go to... Um, where did, we went to Sound Warehouse and, and, and Record Bar because we could have gone to Peaches. We, well, I mean, we went to Peaches some. I don't remember buying I records there. Times. I remember buying tickets or something there. I don't know, maybe. And then, uh, uh, oh, Pop Tunes on Summer. Uh, well, that was later, though. We, I don't know. And then, yeah. oh, Cats Records. We went to Cats, too. Remember Cats? I do remember Cats. Cats had a store on Union, but uh, that yeah, was, and then that was somewhere after else. I had been buying records for many, many years by the time. Yeah, I guess by up. then I was I was at Tapes, going to Cats. And you'd get points. Remember at Key, you'd get points. Some, cats would do something with you to get points. I, I, I did not join their club, so <laughs> I have no well, I idea. I don't know if, yeah, I, I must have gone there way too much. That's anyway. Okay. Um, so a couple more of these. <laughs> Um, Anna says uh, Sticks Grand Illusion. Uh, 77, Stephen, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Three Dog Night One. Um, ooh, Dan says, uh, Don says Lover Boy, loving every minute of it. Wasn't that Get Lucky? Was that the album Get Lucky? That might have been, but he might With be talking fingers, about the 45. Oh, yeah, yeah. The fingers crossed behind the back and the red leather pants. Um, Mark got Kiss Alive, the first album with his own money. Justin sends a freaking meme, which rocks because uh -huh. it's moving lightning. It's Metallica ride the lightning. Oh. <laughs> yes. okay. Probably still have well, that on tape somewhere. Uh, kudos for the extra creativity of finding a GIF. Um, I can't tell what this one is because it's small, Shane. Uh, it's a picture. I can't read it. And if I click on it, it's gonna. I'm gonna lose the post. So, um, thank you. Yeah. Um, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath from Scott. Yeah. Detroit Rock City says Christopher. Scott says, uh, this, this, this Scott always has good long answers. 
Elton John Honky Chateau. I bought it when it came out in 1972. I was 10 and bought it with my allowance that I had saved up. Now I'm 60 and I still have the LP along with every other LP 45 cassette, 8-track, and CD that I ever purchased. I'm a music hoarder. Well, good for him. Same. I probably don't have a, as big a collection, but I've, I've still got... I'm glancing over my shoulder here in the uh, cabinets. There's plenty of the records and LPs that uh, I, I bought or got as promotion or stole from my sister or something. Yeah, ditto. Um, a few more. Melanie or Marnie um, Thriller bought it at Sound Warehouse. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamie's Easy Top Eliminator. James Red Hot Chili Peppers Uplift Mofo Party Plan. That's a good one. Brian Billy Joel 52nd Street Vinyl. Susie's Sticky Fingers Stones. Ralph Golden Biscuits by Three Dog Night. Oh, here we go. Kathy. Oh, I know Kathy. Foreigner bought the album at Peaches on Park and Get Well. Wow. There we go. Okay. The yeah. Um, so anyway, there are tons of Park answers. Thank you. Oh, here's the yeah. Here's the quick uh, one that I was that I saw the picture of. Yeah. Because this was my first concert ever. And Karen, it must be my age. She goes, I was in fourth grade. I earned five dollars a week allowance to buy it. Sean Cassidy, a Sean Cassidy album. <laughs> well, oh, Sean was yeah, probably so because he he turned that old song into a hit for him in late seventies, I guess that was, yep. and he was huge. He had that, and he had his Hardy Boys TV show career. Oh, and, that's right, I yeah. loved that. So, all right, that's great. And you don't remember yours? Um, these these are are jogging my memory, but um. Here, one more, because this is long and good. Lacey says, I'm sure it was an Olivia Newton-John album. I just don't remember which one. Also, I'm certain I bought it at Pop Tunes on Poplar, my favorite childhood place to spend time and money. Um, I'm trying to think. The first album I bought with my own money. Yeah, see, it was a I, whole different world when you were able to go to a record store I and know. just browse. And because it, it would have been like probably Led Zeppelin, but and I loved them, and I have for a long time, but... But I don't know when I was, you know, when you're at the age where you have a record player, because because mm -hmm. that's the first stereo I got, the like stereo, not just record player, right. was in eighth grade from my mom. And it was for birthday and Christmas because my birthday is near Christmas. And so I'm like, sweet. So, you know, what's out then is what's on your mind and what you're hearing a lot on the radio that you, so it was probably either Duran Duran Rio <laughs> or Billy Squire, um, whatever that whatever the first one of his was um that's hilarious what about you do you remember see that it, it's hard for me because i i early started asking i i was just talking about this with my wife yesterday uh for so long for years when i was asked so what do you want for your birthday what do you want for christmas i would list a bunch of records and i would list a bunch of comic books and oh, cool. it got to the point where my mom would say so what do you want for your birthday besides records and comics and I always got Nine. stumped. So I got a, I, I had got a bunch uh, of both for gifts. It's hard for me to pin down exactly what the first one I might have bought with my own money would have been. It might have been when I got into one of those record clubs and got like five at once. Oh yeah. And if it was, if that's the case, Fine. then it was both moving pictures and subdivisions and three others I don't remember. And those are, are those from the 80s or? Those, uh, well, the, yeah, early 80s. Yeah, yeah, okay, so, yeah. Ditto, because, man, you're smart to ask for, well, I just want to close. Um, but, because uh, <laughs> I guess I just bought my own records or, you know. But don't say no, Billy Squire 1981 was probably my first record I bought with my money, I well, guess. See, dude, but, taste takes funny. time to evolve, so. Making fun of me, Wes? No, okay. not at all. Why would I do that? <laughs> Right. So anyway, thank you for answering our Facebook posts. Always, we just try to have fun, and I'm get, trying to get to know you so I can hack your passwords. Hey, not right. really, but um, yeah, <laughs> we no, do like fun. that you play along, though. That that's yeah, wonderful. Let us know we're not just shouting into the void out here. So and then and then later in the '80s was all the Van Halen albums that oh, I could of course. get my hands on. Right, okay. So what I've got <laughs> to uh, step from there is this article I found that is completely tongue in cheek, so no one take any of this seriously. But it's what your favorite classic rock band says about you. To give you a feel of how I mean it's tongue-in-cheek, the first one on this list, which seems to be in no particular order, is The Doors. 
The Doors is your favorite classic rock band. It means you have been bitten by an animal while trying to get it stoned at some point in your life. Okay. Not <laughs> really, but I mean. okay. <laughs> uh, if it, your favorite classic rock band is The Who, you own a gold wing with a baby changing station. If it's The Stones, you have what? three cars and no stereo. If your favorite rock band is Canned Heat, you have three stereos and no car. Okay. If your favorite classic rock band is the Beatles, you can do exactly 1.5 pull-ups. If it's Badfinger, you are a Beatle. I, oh, okay. okay. Okay, there you go. See, sort of, because Badfinger came out with their stuff, yeah. and people were going, yeah. that sounds just like the Beatles. Just like the, the Beatles. Because the, well, the <laughs> Beatles were involved. If your favorite classic rock band is Deep Purple, some part of a law named after a young girl applies to you. What? Applies <laughs> or appeals? Applies. So read that and again. Deep Purple. If your favorite classic rock band is Deep Purple, some part of a law named after a young girl applies to you. Oh, 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 oh. There you go. Okay. This one, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> if your favorite classic rock uh, actor act is uh, Jimi Hendrix, you are under 20 or over 65. That is if, not true, but okay. If it's the kinks, you have bad teeth and are good in bed. If it's the guess who, you have good teeth and are bad in bed. That is funny. <laughs> right. If your favorite classic rock band is Black Sabbath, your greatest joy is painting in unventilated rooms. <laughs> Probably. Should your favorite rock act be David Bowie, there is still somewhere a Dig Dug or Zaxxon video game machine with your high score on it. Oh my gosh, I remember Dig Dug, but I didn't play it. That's funny. <laughs> if your favorite uh, classic rock act is Mott the Hoople, you are David Bowie. And presumably <laughs> no are. longer breathing. All right, here's your Sid. Uh, Led Zeppelin, if that is your favorite classic rock band, then the first three things you smoked were banana peels, catnip, and poppies in that order. <laughs> Never, never, and never. That's funny, though. And just to be fair about it, if your favorite classic rock band is Rush, you carry a small flashlight everywhere and use it at least three times a day. That is probably you, Wesley. If you count the phone, <laughs> then it's dead spot on. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. All right, back to this. Uh, if your favorite classic rock act is Jefferson Airplane, you make your living buying and selling oversized hats. If you okay. if your favorite classic rock act is Crosby, Stills, and Nash, you own an oversized hat. If your favorite <laughs> classic rock act is Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, you own three or more oversized hats. That's <laughs> Again, right. what your favorite classic rock band says to you, tongue-in-cheek. If your favorite classic rock band is ACDC, you remove your socks only to shower and then only reluctantly. I, w I thought you were going to say you, you take your shirt off all the time. <laughs> Like, like Bon Scott did. Right. Okay. Here we go with some more of these. If your favorite classic rock act is Van Halen, you have a peen Calvin bumper sticker on your Jeep. If it's, I see that. If it's I Sammy Hagar, you have a peen Calvin bumper sticker on your Subaru Brat. <laughs> if it's Bachman Turner Overdrive, you have an actual urine stain on your Subaru Brat. <laughs> Yuck. And if it's Uriah Heep, you are the cause of the urine stain. <laughs> That's funny. The Van Halen should be a No Bozo sticker. Ah, uh, okay. Huh? Okay. If your cla favorite classic rock act is a Cream, you know a guy who worked on Star Wars. If it's oh, Journey, you know you own those running shoes that are shaped like feet. If your favorite classic rock act is Leonard Skinner, you somehow have both long hair and a sunburned scalp. That is hilarious. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, a few more of these. If your favorite classic rock act is Blue Cheer, you have a subset of friends whose sole purpose is to hold your hair while you vomit. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Do you? They, they did a big version of Summertime Blues. Uh, oh. If your favorite rock act is Boston, your best mm -hmm. friend really likes Blue Cheer. <laughs> okay. And we'll wrap a few of these up here. If your favorite classic rock act, what it says about you, if it's Steely Dan, you have snorted cocaine off a copy of Remembrance of Things Past. If it's <laughs> okay. Fleetwood Mac, you have snorted cocaine off a copy of The Hobbit. Drake if it's, both of those bands. <laughs> if it's Blue Oyster Cult, you have snorted cocaine off a copy of Type 2 Diabetes for Dummies. 
if oh it's, my God, that made me go off. If it's mountain, <laughs> you have snorted cocaine off a Blue Oyster record. If it's okay. Nazareth, you have snorted cocaine off a member of Mountain. <laughs> and if it's Hawkwind, you sell cocaine to Nazareth fans. But if it's Molly Hatchet, you sell baking soda to Hawkwind fans and tell them it's cocaine. <laughs> That's hilarious, Wesley. I so don't know you where you found, found these. I found this at a site called McSweeney's Internet Tendencies. The full I think there's actually three lists here. This is ages old. I, I just saw, but I haven't seen it's it still before, funny. and it is still funny. So what your favorite classic rock act says about you Uh we don't always pretend to be completely on top of the brandest, newest things, but sometimes we find some old nuggets that are really, really still funny. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. If you have your favorite, if you want to know what yours is, uh, let us know, and I'll see if it's on this list. Our text line is 878-9420. Lawyer Bill is going to be here tomorrow, so if you mm-hmm. want to have him address a legal concern of yours, a real problem, something you're maybe just a hypothetical you're wondering about, that's fine too. 901-878-9420 is our text line, and some other peoples have texted other things. Yeah, uh, Jenny sent, <laughs> Jenny says, the cicadas say that summer is here, laughing face. You know, I haven't heard them yet really loudly. I haven't either. Huh. But I but I don't, my, the trees in my neighborhood aren't huge, they're like medium-sized. Um I mean, that doesn't make a difference, but you, you tend to hear more where there are lots of big trees. Well, I've got um, lots of big trees in my backyard. Yeah, you do. I, you I do. had to give, We had to get rid of some trees in our backyard because we had yeah. too many big trees in our backyard. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that is so true. And frogs, too. Now, I've heard kind of a, few, a couple times some frogs. But I will say this. We have, this has totally been, we have actually had a spring this year. Yeah, we, we have. actually had a spring this and year. I mean, so on. far this week, the high has been like 79 or 80. We had the windows open you know? the day before yesterday. Yeah, I know. I slept with the windows open a couple of nights just the other night. It's awesome. Um, Shockley, my friend Shockley says, I have read dozens of rock bios, and this one is the best one I've read so far. Three Dog Nightmare by, th- by uh, Chuck Negron. Oh, I bet he has some stories. And I bet, uh, I think Drake has read that one, I believe. I'm hasn't sure he? he has. He's probably, you know, written corrections in the margins too i know <laughs> ah yep um yesterday we were talking about cereal and monster oh yeah the new, the new monster cereal yes. yeah and um daryl i guess loved sugar pops and honeycomb the best i totally forgot about both <laughs> oh, of those man there was oh. sugar pops and sugar smacks though, yeah remember yeah yeah and then they changed the name to get the sugar out of the title for that one but mm. now the the commercial song for honeycombs just popped fully oh, formed in God, my head what? like venus oh man <laughs> honeycombs big yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's not small no no no, no, no. no. oh my honeycombs. god big oh. oh my gosh that's you, that you, is hilarious you are all very welcome for that earworm dang it daryl but yeah sugar pops <laughs> were like corn and they were yellow and, and bigger than sugar smacks and sugar smacks were like the frog was on the box there was a frog i don't know um i don't know how do how do you remember how do i remember that and i don't remember what happened last month i mean well, priorities i suppose jeez um the tv that we were talking about yesterday oh telly, yeah from telly that you can um that you, can, you you can get it for free, but you yeah. have to give up a whole lot of personal information. There's always an ad in sight, and it keeps track of everything you watch and probably do. Yeah. So Tim says Telly probably has a camera on it to watch you watching TV. I would not be surprised. Not not surprised at all. Um, the the uh, Jack Daniels lawsuit. Oh yeah. Uh, with the dog toy that made right. the. The uh, in the shape of a Jack Daniels, yeah, and it w- which had a parody label to it. Yeah, bad spaniels instead of Jack Daniels. Philip says he th- he does think Jack Daniels owns a trademark on the bottle shape. Oh, well, see, so that, there's that there's was, your lawsuit. That, that was the one thing I said that they might have a case about. Yeah, there's your lawsuit. Um, let's see what else. Uh, oh, oh, we were talking about um. I got on the tangent of that Archive 81 show on Netflix that oh, we yeah. just started watching. It's so good. 
And Anita says, uh, Archive 81 was fantastic. They didn't renew it. I don't know why. Hmm. Finish it. You won't be sorry. I hope uh, it eventually gets renewed. It's so good. Yeah, it's weird, Wes. So you got to look it up. Archive 81. Archive 81. Yeah. I th- it's something you would like, I think. All right. But uh, yeah, thank you for Written the text. Down. Get him in for Lawyer Bill. He's here tomorrow, 878-9420. We already have, I don't know, one or two. or I don't know, but get him in. And if you want, you know, if you want to ask it on on Facebook, when I I do my lawyer bill posts on Facebook, you can ask it there too, or you can text it in. Either way, yeah, either way works. All right. So thanks for texting. Uh, do that anytime. And what else do we have? Uh, pick something that you've got, and we'll move on from there. Okay. This this um, this guy who okay, my my husband is sort of infatuated with people who free climb. Like, he likes to watch, um, you know, shows about him. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Even though he's he's afraid of heights. But he... But he I'm sure he loves I mean, you sharing that like little tidbit just now. Unless, yeah, now, unless he's tied in. Like, he has climbing gear and stuff. He's climbed before, uh, just probably not something super, super steep or tall. Um, but he's got, like, his old climbing shoes and, and ropes and climbing gear. He knows how to do it. But, um, so this story caught my eye the other day and literally people who aren't scared and do things like this there is some there there's a part of their brain that's different they don't detect fear like no he's he's like seen documentaries about oh wow. okay so kind of it, stuff. It, 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 all right. so he's told me yeah it's weird i mean it, but you you got to think yes that's true because they just don't detect people who want to go hang gliding with no i mean you know or climb free climb with no ropes there's something in their brains that doesn't detect fear like the one like normal you brain. and I do, or yes, me anyway. yes. And the other day in now, this is in South Korea. It's nowhere near here. But a British guy was seen climbing a skyscraper, and I'm not talking about like on the second floor. He made it all the way up to the seventy second floor. Oh wow! <laughs> just with no ropes, just free climbing just for, a skyscraper. Oh, wow. Okay. In South Korea, it took ninety emergency police and other people Jeez. to to go, and they saw him, and they. They, I guess, went up in the building. I guess you can, these windows you can open, I guess, because somehow they got him in the building safely so they could arrest him. Because <laughs> they're well, like, sure. what are you doing? He he said he's, was, he's in his 20s. Um, they got him. They took him to a gondola lift and moved him inside the building. Uh, he said that he was, he, uh, reports say he was carrying a parachute, and he told police he just wanted to base jump from the top of the building. Yeah, I'm just climbing this 123-story building because well, I want to, you know, base jump from the top. What? They have what? an You're elevator crazy. inside, probably. Exactly. That probably was my first thing. And now, he, this guy has done this before, though. It, two years ago, he climbed the 36-story Stratosphere Tower, um, a residential block in, in uh, a London neighborhood, and got to the top in less than half an hour. He said he picked... Hold on, the freaking ad just popped up. Oh, he said he picked the building because he was shocked by the flash floods that recently hit the area and he wanted to raise awareness of serious climate damage. Okay, that's a little different. Well, I see that, people, but uh, in that, I I'm, seeing a, I'm seeing a slight disconnect between his message yeah. and what he did. Yeah, exactly. He, so. so anyway, he's in trouble. Police confirmed they they took custody of him, but didn't. There are no other details. And the people that own this building in in uh, South Korea said he, like he wasn't hurt or anything. They weren't. They they they're trying to figure out what to do with him. I guess. But well, I mean, I climbing a skyscraper with your bare hands. Okay, not a good. Do not idea want. For do not recommend. <laughs> no. Negative not one stars out of five. Exactly. Okay, here's uh, on this sort of subject of doing stupid things. We have talked so many times about if you're going to commit some kind of crime or do crime, you've got to be careful. You've got to obey the law and you've got to keep your tracks covered. Keeping your tracks covered means not searching for incrementing things on your phone or on your search, whatever search engine that you're using. This woman from Utah did not have that in mind she her name is uh cory richens she's in utah she wrote a children's book about grief uh, along with the three sons after her husband died in uh, march of last year 
And then she's the one that got charged just a little while ago of murdering him by lacing his Moscow, Moscow mule with fentanyl. Oh, my gosh. So they, the they, as part of the investigation, police check your electronic stuffs. And they found that she had allegedly uh, been texting her drug supplier, which I guess she already had maybe, that she wanted, quote, the Michael Jackson stuff. Oh, my God. Court documents have been released showing this. That's not the only uh, incriminating thing. According to CNN, prosecutors say that she also searched for these things on her phone. Not a burner phone. Her phone. Among them, can cops force you to do a lie detector test? (laughs) Death certificate says pending. Will life insurance still pay? Okay. If someone is poisoned, what does it go down on the death certificate as? Oh, my God. Also searched luxury prisons for the rich in America. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so if, if all of this stuff I'm searching for right now is used in court to find me guilty, is there a, a cozy prison that I'm going to get to go to? Right, right. Idiot. Oh, and also how to permanently delete information from an iPhone remotely. If she got <laughs> answers from this, she obviously did not follow through on this. That's what we mean by covering up your tracks. But really, luxury prisons for the rich in America. Okay, I plead guilty, but only if I can go to this four-star prison yeah. over here. I'm not going right. to go to any two-star right. ones. We'll have to have a trial at that point. And I want a beach view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and and oh valet God. service. What are you, well, God, how horrible. <laughs> that's not all she did. She may have, according to the filings, also forged her late husband's estate and life insurance documents to set herself up better. They are, according to a forensic document examiner, simulated for, forgeries when someone just tries to copy, draw, or duplicate another person's you know, writing. She also allegedly searched online multiple times to see if her husband had donated to the local police department. Oh my gosh. So she is... What does that have to do? Just well. to see if there's any connections, personal connections or reasons why oh, the police yeah. might look extra hard into his sudden untimely death by a drug overdose from his Moscow mule. <laughs> Yeah. So that's uh, awful, and those things yeah, are disgusting. Anyway, yeah, I would not drink that. <laughs> well, that, maybe they taste better with the uh, fentanyl. We'll never ever know. That's awful. The judge, it turns out, has decided to deny her bail before her trial. <laughs> Probably a <laughs> Probably. good call. Yeah. You go, judge. Probably smart. What? I mean, you can learn from movies to use a burner phone. You would think. I mean, there's there's lots of crime podcasts out there, and these days it's not suspicious for women to be listening to a bunch of them. I know, I know, and they're popular. Have you have you ever listened to one? I have not. I haven't either. But uh, a friend of mine loves them. I don't know what she listens to. I'd have to ask her again. But she's um, taking notes, probably. That's crazy. Did you hear what happened in Destin the other day? I did day? not. What happened to Dest in Destin the other day? Oh my gosh! So, I I. Uh, Somebody came to me yesterday, and a friend said, did you see uh, a, a friend of ours' uh, Facebook page? He's in Destin right now. And I go, what are you talking about? Yeah. She goes, did you did you see his post? And I, and I think he saw this firsthand. And she goes, and it's all over the news. Uh, I, I didn't realize it was all over the news yet. But there, Destin is packed right now, I'm sure. It's June. Oh, sure. People are out of school. We used to yeah, go there yeah. every year as kids with my family. And um, it's beautiful. And um, then all of Memphis started going there, but it's still beautiful. But um, I guess Sunday there was something in the ocean, and it wasn't a shark. And people like thought from far away it was a dog. And it's swimming, and it's getting closer, to, getting closer to the shore. And it was a black bear. Oh wow! Like just it was a bear cub <laughs> spontaneously in the ocean, in generated in the sea. With, yes, with all these people in the Gulf, and he's. He's and then he swims up. He paddles up. He shakes. He's really cute. He but I mean you know it's a black bear. Uh, and he and he uh, he just gets out of the water, shakes, and just starts running on all fours. You know through the umbrellas and the people um, through the line of blue umbrellas <laughs> and back me. to the sand dune somewhere. I know. Gotta I know. roll. It's hilarious and it's it's all over the place. And oh, uh, 
I think uh, I think our friend Ryan saw it firsthand because he's he's there with his family right now. Oh wow! How insane! Now, I guess they're all over Florida. Says so, so. Then I went and looked for the story. So yeah. it's CBS News. Um, I mean, I guess you know they're all over Florida anyway. But to see a bear on a beach, never in the history <laughs> I, of the would, world, have you? I, 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 I have not. I mean, maybe he was meeting with some sharks and they were having their like <laughs> North American apex predators meeting. It's like, was he know. catching fish? I, it was, it's crazy. So anyway, then I thought, what the heck? I never remember what to do when you see certain animals, you know, but a black bear, you're supposed to walk away slowly. And more specifically, it says walk sideways slowly hmm, because then okay. you can keep an eye on it too. And it maybe sort of, uh, I don't know if it confuses them because you're walking sideways, but yeah. Um, the, yeah, uh, and, and I don't remember exactly the black bear, the polar, the, the polar bear, you're, if you happen to come upon one of those, you're just supposed to look really big and intimidating, slap it on the nose, and then step three is just kidding. Oh. You died before step one. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this, the uh, Florida, Arkansas, or Arkansas, this, this Florida Fish and Wildlife guy says they're not um, naturally aggressive, but, you know, you don't want to have a bunch of people with a bunch of food out. and Oh, sure. So if, if they feel threatened, you know. Don't disturb young bears or, <laughs> or old them. bears. Just I know. leave well, the bears alone. Leave the, the bears alone. The they're, bears have had enough trouble. That probably would have scared me, though, more if it was a, a adult bear. It was a bear cub, but that's uh, it's crazy. I'll, I'll, <laughs> they, they I mean, it's an, old, it's an old story now. I'll put it on the Facebook page, but sure. people have probably seen it. But anyway, crazy. Okay, well, this is no beach bear, but uh, this comes from a, a, another one from China. I had one yesterday. This isn't a lawsuit, though. This is where this 13-year-old girl in China had lives, lives in a boarding school and has a mobile phone and plays a lot of games on it. A lot of pay-to-play games, as it turns out. And oh. her mom got a call from one of the teachers at this boarding school said that we're worried about your your daughter she seems really addicted to these pay-to-play games and the mom then checked her bank account and saw that the savings was down to seven cents it had previously been uh, close to thirty thousand dollars oh my no more than that uh i checked that about 46 this oh, the headline wow. says she when all was said and done they figured out that she spent about sixty four thousand dollars on mobile 13. games she's thirteen years old her uh, her mom had given her the password to the bank account one time when she asked Red you know flag. can can I can I buy this game or something for her phone yep. and she said nope. sure here's the mm. here's the information you need okay thanks mom moving along. Well, she still had all that information. so Yeah, it saves it. Exactly. So she it says her daughter spent about $16,800 buying game God. accounts, almost $30,000 on in-game purchases, and she transferred money to at least 10 classmates who wanted to buy oh game products for gosh. themselves. She said that her friends were noticing how she was able to buy all this stuff in game and started pestering her for money. And so she just would say, okay, fine here after they bothered her enough. And yeah, so the whole thing, it was all in one month. She just oh my goodness. Re- reduced the family savings to like seven cents. And she also, she says on the one hand that she didn't realize how much money she was really spending. It was because it was probably a bunch of microtransactions, you know, a dollar here, a dollar there, 50 cents, $5 gets you this thing. And sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why would I want to spend time playing the game when I can just get all the stuff real quick, fast and do more epic stuff. But on the other hand, she also deleted chat and transcription records to hide the pay- payments from her parents, who oh, may have been the type to you know, check their bank account more often than once well, a month. Yeah, they, exactly. They, yes, so, exactly. So the mom has reached out to a bunch of the payment, payment platforms to request refunds, hasn't uh, yet really gotten any. I don't expect that she will because they were legit transactions. And you know, I don't know if there's any sort of fine print somewhere in the uh, you know, user agreement that no one ever would, reads that yeah, says, yeah. Well, I, sorry. Oh my, if you're... oh my God. I would kill my kid. I would, th- he'd be grounded for a year. 
You do <laughs> not give your kids your passwords no, to this day. No. We're like, he's like, can I get something? You know, can I? He will find. He will find stuff on Amazon or whatever website he wants. He will email the link to us, and then we will go in my husband's Amazon account on his right. phone with his password and buy it or whatever. Well, plus because we, we have an Amazon card, so you get points. But if that girl spent sixty four thousand a day for a month, well, no. she spent over twenty one hundred dollars a day. Well, sixty four, yeah, sixty four thousand over the course of a month. So yeah, that, like you said, yeah. The, with the daily good number. God, wow. kill, kill, All right. kill. Oh, my God. We're almost uh, out of time here. Have you got something fun to wrap up with here? Oh, yeah. I, this is really weird. I saw this yesterday. Okay. I didn't know what, what this thing was. And then when I saw a picture of it, I was like, oh, yeah. I just didn't know what it was called. There are these big inflatable, mostly, I think they're all pretty much clear, balls that you that a kid can get into and, like, roll down a hill. Oh, play. Yes. Know? It's called yes. a Zorb ball. Yes, I've yes. done that. You know, I think I've seen those like at Shelby Farms one yes. time at some festival. That, like you could pay and get in one. Yes, at, I, I don't know how often they did it, but I know mm -hmm. at least one year when they were still doing the spectacular spooky nights, which may be the best thing that Shelby oh. Farms ever did, yeah. uh, they had a Zorb ball deal you could pay your money and there were two different sizes one for one person or a small uh, uh, one for one person for yeah. a, a maybe uh anyway yeah one for a small person and a bigger one that two people could get into so yeah uh oh. my kid and i got into one of the big ones and just got sent rolling down the hill and that was that was fun it was only slightly terrifying because you're going upside yeah. down and at weird angles depending on how the ball goes but on the other hand you know you're you're well strapped into something big and soft and nothing could really go wrong but yeah, those, I, that was fun okay i bet it was fun i don't know yeah i didn't know you were like strapped in i've never i've the the day i saw those and this was years ago um i was like oh i kind of want to do that but we were leaving and then i was like i'd probably barf anyway but yeah it's this it's this huge like inflatable ball and right. you get in it somehow and you roll around well this nine-year-old kid was and this was nowhere near here this nine-year-old kid was in one uh i think he's in the uk and like playing around and he freaking got taken by the wind oh whoa he wasn't rolling down a darn hill well or maybe he was he oh he was in a he was in a pool at first so it started he took off from the water pool or somehow <laughs> okay and and then there was this gust of wind and these people saw him like you know sort of probably flying you know in the air in this zorb ball this this you know kid that would have been a huge wind but oh i can see God, it like floating and just chilling in the zorb ball in the pool and the wind coming up and like knocking him out of the pool and rolling I him guess, away or something yeah so he, and then he landed now i don't know this is in the uk so this person says he landed on a wheelie bin i don't know what that is but the ball popped when he landed oh no uh, obviously so he did leaving, get airborne then wow yeah he got airborne so poor thing it popped when he landed and this nine-year-old kid landed on the ground uh um uh, you know police and and every you know first responders were there within a minute or so that was good this person says they were they were brilliant to control the situation remain calm a few minutes later the air ambulance circled you know for somewhere to land at the same time the rapid response and main ambulance showed up but it says uh it's it says it does they don't know exactly exactly the height from which he fell that hadn't been confirmed but some people said it looked like it might be like 50 to 65 feet that's so, huge that, what I kind of know. wind is going to pick up a, a nine-year-old and the ball like that Jeez. i know i know and um yeah I, it seems like you'd have to be on the edge of like like somewhere tall to begin with right where it's and then windy, and then came down that i could see that but so it, wow. yeah and it was in a some park somewhere again this is in the uk but he was airlifted to the hospital um and the uh, ambulance service says the the injuries were serious but not life-threatening so that's okay. good but th <laughs> these these things can be dangerous it said like they um there's a like if you let's see the the median lethal distance of a fall which is the height from which half the people who fall without a parachute won't survive is about right. 48 feet wow okay and then it says 
then this journal, Critical Care Medicine, found that 100% of those who fell from 98 feet or higher died. And this kid, they think he might have been 50 feet up. So that is just terrifying. Man. Well, I mean, he, he, I was going to, no, because it popped. So he hit like a a wheeled trash can and it, it, popped it then. popped yeah so but maybe that broke it. wow that's i know oof. i wonder you but wonder if it wouldn't have popped if he would have been if it would have been safer but I, yeah so now <laughs> that makes how me high not, he would have bounced i know well yeah i know that's <laughs> Sorry, that is scary because i i think i think like you could you maybe you still can but i think you you uh, we a neighbor of mine bought a couple of those for kids when they were like probably six or seven i think um just for the yard now that they, they were smaller the balls were smaller than the picture in this story the picture in the story looks like a well i don't know if that's that's probably not the actual that's a stock image but yeah. um but i don't know but you know so i used to think oh yeah i want to try that it's good but uh, not anymore i don't, I don't know I, when scary. i tried it it was very fun and, and well yeah we yeah, didn't yeah. we didn't get airborne in any way shape or form <laughs> thank god but uh yeah but, wow that's that. incredible but uh, yeah and he's got a story to uh tell so yep What's the weirdest thing he, that ever happened to you? Well, I was nine and a Zorb ball and uh, went flying. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a millionaire now because I sued Zorb ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not Zorb ball's fault, I guess. Sue the wind. Yeah, I don't know. Good luck with uh, yeah. that, too. Uh, that's great, yeah. Ooh. All right, so there we go. That's Wednesday. We've got Lawyer Bill tomorrow. Again, if you have any questions for him of a legal concern or just legal curiosity, at 901-878-9420 is our text line and we've got uh, our socials all going around and uh, Sid puts new stuff on there pretty much every day right mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah I try to send me some stuff of your house and your dog and your videos and whatever to put on Instagram the gram bro the I gram. gotta get the gram going okay we'll work <laughs> on that so anyway okay. so lawyer bill tomorrow uh, and some Drake too and We will talk to you later. This is Drake Digital.